pandemonium reigns. Yo, welcome back. Oh, maybe back if you listen to the other episode. Welcome to Pandemonium Reigns. Thank you so much for tuning in. What a wild week seven. My, wait, week seven, right? No, week, week six. six, right? Week yeah, six. week Woo. six. My gosh, it's going so fast. Yes, it is. So, uh, let's, hey, let's just jump right in because this is this is fun. I made a post on Facebook yesterday after you know close to the day being over, and I said, "And 2007 dies. If you know, you know." And all my comments seem to be thinking I'm talking about Tennessee. I'm not. Right. <laughs> I'm not. I'm talking about the death of Kansas, not the death. I shouldn't say that, but the run of Kansas, the the, the national Kansas title. run. Yeah, the the Jayhawk time. Uh, TCU was like, we don't care who you are. <laughs> yeah, you know, inter- I'd be interested to watch that game in an alternate reality with Jalen Daniels healthy for uh, a yeah. full game, but yeah. injuries happens part of the game. TCU yeah. still undefeated, man. They they still having a magical year. Yeah. Um, and and nothing, nothing at all for Kansas to feel bad about in that game that I watched, which was not much because, right. you know, Tennessee just scored again and and my, you know, my ADD was going ham. Um, so, yeah, n- not much for t- Kansas to feel bad about. I'm sure that they would love to play that game with, with Daniels healthy. But, you know, fun, fun season still. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. They, they bounce back quickly. Hey, talking about Kansas. Oh, my gosh, did you guys just hear that? Tennessee just scored again. Sorry. <laughs> hey, talking about Kansas here. Uh, you, you mentioned Daniels going down, which, I mean, that really stinks. Really like this guy. But the backup, yeah. this Bean kid, 16 for 24, 262 yards, four touchdowns. Good for in a, a half 90. of football. Yeah, in, 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 <laughs> with, with a QBR of 90.1. Listen, it's not Jeez. like they had some kind of drop-off. Listen, that's coaching right there. That's Yes, it is. So, so credit to Leopold. Uh, you know what? I want to feel bad for Kansas, and I would probably feel a whole lot different if this is coming, uh, like from an Oklahoma or yeah. from a Texas Tech. But it came from a TCU. I mean, I you know they're Christians. I, I like those guys. <laughs> and and uh, Max Dugan, he's uh he's making an argument, man. I don't know what he's making an argument for, but he just went twenty three for thirty three, three hundred eight yards, three scores, one pick. And he ran it nine nine attempts for fifty five yards and a score. Dude's balling out, balling man, baller. And you know, here's the thing that I'm happy about is Kansas is nineteenth in one poll, twentieth in another. APN coaches, uh, not sure which is which because Tennessee is six, and I don't know what to do with my hands and I can read stuff. But uh, Kansas still they didn't fall far. I'm happy to see that because it took them five weeks to get ranked. So you know, I'm happy they didn't just drop them right out. I think that's fair. And again, hope they bounce back quickly because isn't Oklahoma next? Is that right? Uh, for for Kansas? Yeah, it sure is in Norman. <laughs> oh, let's go, let's go, Jayhawks! Bounce back, baby. We're we're gonna get there, but I have to say this right now: Oklahoma is back to back to back losses for the first time since Noah and the Ark. Yeah. So, hey, listen, TCU has got this receiver. I don't know if you're seeing the stat. 14 for 206. Did you see this guy? This dude is 6'4", 215. Dude, he, I, I saw a couple – or I, I saw the touchdown that he had, and I was like, what in the world? That was <laughs> nasty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, hey, look out for TCU. TCU is going to get a big one this coming week where they are a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Oklahoma State, who I have said – since the beginning, best team in the Big 12 and a team that nobody's talking about. So, yeah, 
Uh, Mike Gundy's over there just like, okay, Oklahoma, okay, Texas, y'all leave. I'll hold this Y'all down. keep the attention off of us. We'll just hold it right down. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just do our things here. We'll just do our things. So, uh, hate that for Kansas, but boy, do I love it for Texas. Yeah, dude. <laughs> hey, Tennessee ain't the only team out here exercising demons in 2022. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Dude, I know what you're talking 49 about. 49 to nothing they also just scored again we did but they also just scored again <laughs> they, all, they also just dude did. yes yes t- quinn years we, we talked about the worst case scenario on facebook live yesterday being if he came back wasn't able to be what he was against alabama and there was a controversy or hudson card felt bad you know yeah, yeah, yeah. 289 yards four touchdowns and a pick yeah dude yeah had himself a game. Kansas, uh, Oklahoma has no stop for anything right now. Nothing. They can't stop a nosebleed right now. And it's 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 just going to get tougher for those guys because the rest of their Big Twelve stretch is is legitimate. Hosting Kansas, sure traveling to Iowa State, hosting Baylor, the West Virginia game is meh. But then they got Bedlam in Norman, and then they go to Texas Tech, and none of those guys are pushovers. None of them. None of them. And and that Iowa State game, dude, Iowa State is like the master of keeping a team under like 14 or 21 points right now. That They'll struggle to score against Iowa State yeah. if they score the ball at all. Yeah, absolutely. And flipping it over to Texas, Texas has got, you know, a decent – I can't believe I'm looking at the second half of the schedule here for one. It makes me sad. Very sad. <sighs> but like you said, Iowa State going to host those guys, going to travel to – Stillwater, play the Cowboys, going to travel to Kansas State, uh, going to host TCU, going to travel to Kansas, and going to host Baylor. That's a that's a rough stretch for Texas. It is a rough stretch. And, again, we talked about this on one episode, but the Big 12 is is bringing you their the parity in this sport for this year. Yeah. And it's it's very fun to watch. It's, it's not realistic amongst the true Blue Bloods, I don't think, in the true power conferences, but the Big 12's got it right now. It is a lot of fun. Tell you what I would love to see, and this would mean a couple losses for some teams that I don't necessarily want to lose uh, or see them lose games, but I would love to see Texas roll into that TCU, that Kansas matchup in weeks, uh, well, the third and second to last weekends of the season without any additional losses. Roll into Mm. those games with just those two losses. Prove to us that you might be finally back, Mm -hmm. and and I I think those matchups could be a lot of fun, especially that TCU one. Man, I'm really glad you used that word back. Uh, I need to say this for our non-Tennessee fans. We're not back. Okay, <laughs> uh, okay, we're not back. We we said it on the Orange Cast. We beat a bad LSU team. We're not back. There still is a whole lot more to prove in order to say Tennessee is back. We are. I'm seeing this all over Twitter. Tennessee's back. Shut up, please. <laughs> all right? All right. Please, Dan and Mike are not those guys. All right. So, uh, turned on CBS three thirty yesterday and. Boring, boring football. Fell asleep. Boring, boring. Auburn and Georgia, the rivalry that that is and was, was a snoozer, dude. Yeah, it was. And again, I was not a, you know, not too much of a casual, but I was a bit of a casual yesterday just with some false stuff coming up, you know, some, some traveling and some birthday stuff going on in, uh, in my friends group. So I didn't get to watch a ton of that game, but every time I did, Dude, I needed like a cup of coffee to stay awake. It was bad. It wasn't even a great performance from Georgia. Yeah. And look at that final score, 42 to 10 over Auburn. <laughs> I mean. Right. You and I 
both said weeks ago, Stetson is the best quarterback in the conference. What else do you want him to do? My gosh, he's playing lights out, especially after that Oregon game. And and then you and I spoke, right? And it's and it's right. like Stetson's like, ah, oh, I'm actually I actually am just a mailman. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do just work for UPS. Yep. I'm making jokes, but he was he he had a he had a good day. Twenty two for thirty two, two hundred eight yards, good for six and a half per completion. No scores, no touchdowns. I think a stat that jumps off to me is their true freshman running back. Are you seeing this? Yeah, I am, and that name sticks out to me because your good buddy told us about Branson Robinson, yeah. and here he is with. I've been looking for him because of of what uh, of what we were told on these same airwaves about Branson Robinson. So I've been looking out for him here as weeks go, and he may have have broken into the mix here. Twelve for ninety eight, one touchdown with a long of thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've talked about Auburn a lot. We've talked about Georgia a good bit. Auburn has played fairly decent defense in a lot of games. So that is their, their rushing numbers from yesterday are probably some of the most impressive that Georgia's had. Yeah, absolutely. They, uh, the, the day was just filled though with, I didn't, I didn't feel like Sanford brought any kind of energy and maybe I'm biased. I'm sorry. If you're a Georgia fan out there listening, correct me if I'm wrong. But and maybe it was just because it was on CBS and it wasn't even Gary Danielson calling it. But, Rick Newhausel was it? Yeah, <laughs> dude, my gosh! I mean, they were showing flashbacks of UCLA and Georgia in like 1949. <sighs> I don't know. Anyway, it it was boring. Um, yeah. As of right now, at the recording, the time of the recording of this podcast, Brian Harson still has a job. I'm not real sure sure how because defensively I I didn't feel like they do what they didn't do what they should have done which was just bring house yeah cover one cover zero they just didn't do it Harse I mean if they're they're about to be late to this coaching carousel party yeah and you know maybe maybe not since it is still during the season and you don't see hires be made until you know bowl season conference championship time but you're right you. It's going to happen, so stop delaying the inevitable and just make your move, sure. identify your guy, get those back channels working because we all know it happens. It's just it like all, tampering. It happens, yeah. It's just like tampering with the freaking Jordan Addisons, the top players in the country, so just do it Yeah. And, and, and lock down the hire. You can't miss, you know, Auburn's always going to be – always going to have a chance to be pretty good, but you just don't need to back your situation into any more of a corner to have a prayer of getting it out any quicker than it's already going any longer than it's already right. going to take rumor on the street is they're already talking to Deion Sanders that contact has already been made but this, this this thing that I want to say about this and yeah yeah you 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 don't want to pull the trigger too early on the guy it's not like you can have the conversations yada what do you have to gain from it yada yada, yada. okay what do you have to gain from it look at Georgia Tech they're, exactly they're, they're two and oh since hot firing Campbell Exactly. Now, maybe maybe two and one, but at least they at least got two wins under the belt. I think it's two and oh. I'm pretty sure it's two and oh. So that's why. That uh, is why you do it. So um do the thing. And I hate it because you and I are both fans of Brian Harson. Watch this guy once the once the trigger is pulled, watch him go back out west. Yep. Might might even be a candidate for that Colorado job. Who knows? Could be. And and just to give another example, Wisconsin won forty two to seven yesterday. I don't know that they had 42 okay. points all year to that point. So I'm not <laughs> going to do the legwork or the research. I'm just going to tell you 42 to seven over Northwestern, but they've struggled with points in every game this year. So do go. with that what you will. There you go. There you go. 
let's keep the primetime games up front because those are the those are the most fun. Kansas may have lost. It may not be 2007 after all because of them. But I just don't have a clue what to make of this Alabama A&M game. That makes two of us, my friend. Uh, I mean, I, like I've said, for multiple platforms, multiple podcasts and, and the live stream yesterday, when A&M lost that game to Appalachian State, I just had a feeling that they were going to backdoor or find a weird way to be eight and four, nine and three. They now sit at three and three. So only, you know, if they go undefeated the rest of the way and finish nine and three, I'd be shocked. Mm -hmm. But I mean, how can you not be, I don't know if encouraged is the word. How can you not feel some kind of good from giving Alabama a 60 minute game where you call it atrocious play at the end to lose it, but you would have had to find a way into the end zone from two yards out. You didn't, but you were right there in position to beat them back-to-back times. you got to feel good about that. You have to. You have to convert that into something. Results in the win-loss column if you're Fisher and Co. And this is your time because you you got South Carolina up next. And, you know, they're going to be riding a high, but they beat a, they beat a Will Levis-less <laughs> Kentucky team. Yeah. And Shane Beamer might still be dancing in the locker room with his, with his glasses. But anyway, oh that's my gosh. the point. A&M, I don't know how they did it, but they found a way to get – to get 20 points against a really good Alabama defense and they're and they're and the and, and everybody knows that their offense has just been abysmal. Yeah. So I don't know how they did it. Here's a question for you though. Did you get to see the final play? I did see the basically what I saw of this game was early action. I saw highlights and then I saw Texas A&M from basically the 40-yard line through the end of the game there at the end. Okay, so very last play, pass interference on the defense or no? Yes. Pass interference. I don't Same know. guy that had just pass interfered earlier, if I wasn't mistaken. Uh-huh. I mean, his left arm is hooked, and he's reaching across. It, even if that ball is caught, I, I thought it was, for the most part, uncatchable. It was too far uh, in front, not towards the goal line, uh, which is yeah. funny in itself. Um, but by the book, defensive pass interference. Uh, A&M should have been looking at another play in my mind. Yeah. As a Tennessee fan, I'm going good. <laughs> yes, I'm right there with you. We've talked about that a lot in text and on the phone, but you do not want Alabama off, off of a loss nor off of a bye, so you avoid both of those things. You get them where they're probably going to be treated by Nick Saban as if they had lost by seven touchdowns, but that's still better because those players know that they won that game playing pretty crappy with the turnovers, the fumbles, the sacks allowed, you didn't play your best and you won. So you got that, you got away with it feeling that Bob. Mm-hmm. And at, we'll talk about that a lot more this week, but it feels yeah. good knowing that they didn't lose that game with that energy from Saban. Yeah. AM found the end zone twice, not because of A chain, but because of Haynes King and, 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 and his ability to throw the ball. The dude was 24. Five for 46. A lot of passes, about a little more than half. I'm not sure what that completion percentage is. 253 yards. That's his best game of the year. 100%. And it's not even close. Did you see, uh, if you didn't, you need to go back, bro, and check this out. The game ends, Haynes King is on the sideline, and you can read his lips clearly. He says, why the F did I just throw that there? 
No, I didn't see that. I'll have to go find that clip. Um, Looks like he's on the verge <laughs> of tears. He he was he was interesting to watch just in the little bit that I did see. You know, he took a hit as he – I think he threw this ball away. It might have been an incompletion, uh, a regular incompletion, not a throwaway. But he throws the ball away. He gets hit as he throws. And then he's kind of laying there with his helmet on the ground. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if he was hurt or if he was kind of – I don't want to just throw this term, but if he was a head case, I couldn't – tell where he was at in that moment kind of emotionally and everything but yeah his best performance no doubt mm-hmm. I hate that play call I hate that he threw it there yeah I hate everything about it Johnny Manziel felt the same way his timeline from last night was worth a read for sure mm-hmm. um and everybody that knows the sport even decently well knows how how bad of an attempt that was for that to be your only attempt mm-hmm. um you should have got PI I think or at least a hold um so you didn't get that, but you did get it to play before, which was big. Um, and again, an accurate call to me, but mm-hmm. I, I still, I don't know what to make of them. I hope they, I hope they absolutely murder South Carolina. Beamer is such a clown. I'm not doing this conversation again because it does get old, but what an absolute clown celebrating in the locker room. Like they won the Super Bowl, and they beat sorry, Kentucky without Will Levis. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we just were able to see how good Kentucky is without him, and it's not good. Right, and and you know I don't think they're even great with him, but they are bad without him. Fourteen points against South Carolina won't do it. No, that's just no, no, not no. good. No, no, and South Carolina's they're they're not good. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Alabama though, uh, let's talk about them for a second. Jameer Gibbs has found his stride. Jalen Milrow, though, I mean, let's just – I just want to fly over the Gibbs conversation. 21 for 154. Sure. Okay, he's good. Agreed? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to I don't want to talk about him anymore either. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he's good. Jalen Milrow, though, this dude has the funkiest uh, throwing motion that I, I think I've ever seen. It's, it's – it, it is weird. It's, it's weird. I mean, but it was good enough to throw for over 100 yards and three scores. You know, he – he wants to run. He does want to run for sure. And he's got an incredible talent to do so, which scares Certainly. the life out of me, right? Absolutely. Uh, I just see Matt Corral all over again, but, <laughs> and it could be worse. <laughs> oh, he's so much more explosive than him, too. Yeah. 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 I mean, we will definitely see some design stuff out of him if, if he's under center next week. But the, I mean, I don't know. Any, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on this guy? I mean, I was trying to get to, and I've almost gotten there, but I want to see these sack numbers uh, for A&M, and it looks like they they sacked him four times. They managed 10 tackles for loss, though. That is That feels obscenely high. I know that Alabama's been weird at the offensive line position for a few years now, mm. and I know that it's it's not really mattered because they've had receivers that get open immediately, and they have quarterbacks that can throw it a mile and can fit it in you know, the eye of a needle and all that, but that's a lot of tackles for loss. That's a lot of uh, – or not a ton of sacks, but four sacks for a mobile quarterback. Two of them were fumbles, I believe, if not more. Um, they did – they actually lost three fumbles, but McClellan lost one as well. So, a very, very unclean performance in a game that they should have been supremely motivated by their coach in. All the narrative and, and talking point material that you could ever hope for between the loss last year – Jimbo's comments before the year last year about beating Saban um, and then all the NIL silliness this year. I don't understand the performance for Alabama, even with Milrow over Young. 
mm-hmm. um, because there's still weapons. He's still a phenomenal athlete. A&M has been anything but consistent and solid. So I just – I don't know much about that performance. I would love to see them repeat that performance facing an offense as dynamic as Tennessee's in the stadium next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I just – it's a tough game and a tough performance for me to wrap my head around because of all the the motivation they should have had going into that game. Everybody, even even the paper – had this being a bloodbath in Alabama's favor and the fact that it wasn't, I, I'm just really not sure what to say, you know, other than, you know, I think Texas A&M's problem on the year has been quarterback play and, and probably some offensive play calling. So with that said, across the board, talent wise, they're still, they're like, they're really talented. They're, they're deep. Oh they're yeah. Talented. They got a lot of dudes. You know, and they give Alabama all they wanted. So, you know, props to them. Uh, here's to hoping that all the emotion has come out of Alabama as they travel this week. But, I mean, it, it just continues to be a season where I just don't know what to think of. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. You're right. There's so many more questions than answers from even your top five of the country. Um, and we'll get to some of those teams in a minute, but specifically Georgia's weird streak that they've been hit with since Kent State, um, Alabama's just weird performances, even parts of that Arkansas game that they covered on the road. Um, it, it's just been a weird season, yeah. and I'm here for it. You know, I hate when when the season just goes as chalk and, you know, Alabama or Georgia or whoever dominates from week one through the end. That's the worst, mm-hmm. but – it's still weird, weird season with not a lot of answers. Yeah, yeah, lots going on. All right, I got a question for you. Okay. Let's say it's next Saturday. Me, let's Neyland Stadium. Mm-hmm. We are down two. We, Bama nineteen, Tennessee seventeen. Okay. 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 We have possession. Forty-five seconds left. We are on the Alabama twenty-five yard line. We have three timeouts. We take a shot to the end zone. How mad are you? <laughs> um, you see what I'm doing I'm, here? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm somewhere between. Oh, Look, to answer this question for Florida State, that is the silliest crap that I've seen from anybody. College players need to have the IQ to not throw that pass that Jordan Travis sent. It's like what we've seen with. With let, other me, let me let me stop you though. When that play goes through the headset of the head coach, he's got to go. No, 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 sure. no, 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 no. Sure, no. But but even still, there's other routes in the play. Don't throw it there. I don't I mean, even know why you put the ball in the air. Exactly. Run the ball. What? But you got three timeouts and a fresh set of downs. What are you doing? What are you doing? The Why? first thing that popped in my head is that Hendon Hooker wouldn't throw that pick against anyone. No, no. But, 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 and, and, and Hopple wouldn't call that play there. Um, you know, I don't, I don't see any reason or proof that he would. But what FSU was doing, man, oh, that's the stuff. That's the way they've lost games for a while now in weird ways. I'm not even going to go to their effort, but the play calling, the coaching, to allow it to get into that scenario is just 
the stupidest thing I've seen from this weekend. It, it's awful. That and that's I hate to say it because I really like the guy, but that's on Mike Norvell. You you, you have it to, sure is as soon as that hits the headset from the offense coordinator. You, no 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 no. No, you, gosh, you just reminded me of New Girl. I did on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shut anyway, that thing down. Uh, and you know what? NC State did that without Devin Leary. Did you realize yeah, that? I I did realize that. I didn't watch even one minute of this game, but I did realize as I was keeping track of that game throughout the events of last night, the Alabama game, and all that, that Leary was out of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, At least towards the end. That, I don't know when he went down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, heck, nobody even completed a. A, a pass for positive yards for them but yeah that's impressive they they had enough success on the ground um to to get them in range for those like field goals and those scores but yeah uh, another weird game a zero iq play call mm-hmm. play execution the throw just the whole thing where's the football iq We're, you're an acc you're a former college football power you've played well this season where's the football iq don't throw that ball at that situation I just don't get it. I, and for you to lose that, what man, I would be livid. I would, dude. I would not be consolable. I would not be consolable. <laughs> just inexcusable. Hey, um, another round of applause. I know we did this on the Archcast. Two words. Brett Belima. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nine to six Illinois, huh? Winning the Brett Belima Bowl. All right. Yeah. Hey, props to him. I don't know anything to say about this game other than they went one nine to six. Um, <laughs> I just, Illinois is five and one. They're five and one. They are staring at bowl eligibility, getting ready to host Minnesota. They're going to beat Nebraska. They're probably going to beat Michigan State. They got a chance at beating Purdue. They won't beat Michigan, and they'll beat Northwestern. They what they will do is win the Big Ten West. Bro, that's wild. <laughs> that is absolutely wild. Good, hey, good, good, good for them. Good, that for dude, them. man. <laughs> he can, he can coach. He can get, he can do a, a limited and certain number of things very well. Run the ball, namely. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> excuse me, wasn't able to get muted there. <laughs> um, but yeah, a nine to six football game in twenty twenty two does it does feel like two thousand and seven in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, what an ugly, hideous game. I've, I've seen enough from Iowa to take this from if, – if, if Kirk Ferentz won't fire his son, the OC, <laughs> he's, he has to go. You can't do this. That's egregious. That If I was a parent of a player, I would be burning things down. Um, if I was a fan, I would be in jail. You can't do these <laughs> things, man. That's, that's just – nepotism and and ineptitude and you cannot have that in college football oh gosh oh it's just so bad nine to six iowa is 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 not good no they are not good hey do you know who's getting better notre dame they got a notre win. dame is getting better they got a win did you see uh let's see if i can't find this stat line real quick from the notre dame quarterback yeah 22 for 28 262 yards against the 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 Mormons, the Cougars. Three touchdowns and a pick. And <laughs> you know, I bet they wish Drew Pond was playing that kind of ball when they lost to Marshall early oh in the year. I mean, how do how do you go from losing to Marshall to beating a pretty good BYU team? Now, Notre Dame covered this. They were expected to win by three and a half. I know this because I bet on BYU to cover that and and 
really win the game. And Vegas was on to onto something there. Notre Dame pulls off the eight point win, which I I still just don't understand. I don't know how you ride that roller coaster of the Ohio State good game. Mm-hmm. You go to the lowest of lows, with the exception of maybe Texas A and M and a few others, mm-hmm. uh, Miami, and then you start climbing again. I, I I don't understand it. You'd love to see them put it together for a full season if you're a fan. It is what it is, though, and they are definitely getting better and more consistent. Bro, I put my hands up. I don't know. They're playing yeah. my song, and the butterflies <laughs> fly away. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, shoot. Oh, the bottom of the SEC East strikes and gets Kentucky. Actually, that's not true. The bottom <laughs> of the SEC East went toe-to-toe there for, with Ole Miss. That's really all I know to say because they were winning that game at halftime, and then the bottom just fell out. Then they Vanderbilted. And then they Vanderbilted. But let's just talk South Carolina and Kentucky for a second because, goodness, I feel, again, Tennessee's not back, but I do feel we're out of that middle tier with those guys. Yes. Uh, okay. I'm not I've, – I've made a couple comments when we're talking about I'm not going to worry about superstition and stupid things like that. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say that but if I'm looking at South Carolina and Kentucky and Missouri specifically, Vanderbilt, I, I don't worry about Vanderbilt right now. I just don't. Um, but if I'm looking at those three teams in the East that I just mentioned, it probably goes something like if UK has Levis, I would worry about him. If Missouri has that defense and that performance against Georgia, I'd worry about them. And then I wouldn't talk about South Carolina because they're <laughs> clowns. Bro, but the South Carolina has Shane Beamer. Don't they have this uh, quarterback that already won the Heisman too? Oh, oh no, he, gosh. Was, he was just good for 177 yards and another interception. How many is that on the year now? Is that 14, 15? Oh. <gasps> is it really he's that got, much? No, no. He's got five touchdowns and eight picks, and he's still a clown. My bad. <laughs> I can't stand these guys. Yeah. That speech was such a joke, bro. Yeah. God, the clowns. Yeah. Yeah. I'm- I'm, listen, y'all, I'm trying real hard to get Mike stirred up right now, but I'm just I'm running out of words to say to get him worked up. I, it, it will be the most Tennessee thing ever, though, if we find a way to lose to a Kentucky at this point well, or to a South Carolina. It would be 2016 if we did that, for sure. I'm not even going to – like I said, I'm, I'm not worried about superstitions and things, but I'm not going to ignore the fact that that would be literally 2016, and it would probably cost us, like, the Sugar Bowl or the East – yeah. Um, if it happened, but listen, listen to this. Okay. I won't hear me out here. South Carolina passed the ball for 177 yards. All of those were from Spencer Rattler. The punter didn't get involved because, you know, Beamer special teams, whole thing. <laughs> Kentucky still outpassed them with that backup. Uh, Kawa Sharon. I don't even know if it's how, how you say his first name. Kawa Kawa is Sharon. Sharon. He still outpassed Spencer Rattler. By a yard, mind you, but the backup still outpassed Spencer Rattler, that clown, him and his head coach over there that are celebrating with their sunglasses on. Mm. <laughs> My gosh. Bro, that guy went into the locker room and quoted stuff. Of course, we would do this too. But he went in and quoted stuff that 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 Stoops said back at SEC Media Days. I mean, he he's, he's definitely Dabo in that regard. Yeah, he, he has a back pocket list, if you will, that he keeps front and center at all times. If you talk about him, he's going to remember it. And I can't wait for South Carolina to host Tennessee 7 or 8 p.m., get it all excited about a night game. Tennessee's up like 
54 to three. They score a touchdown and he's got both of his arms up. He's so pumped. <laughs> We're coming back. No, he's just a clown that's still faking excitement over stupid parts of games that don't matter. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. I have, I hope my good friend Billy's not listening because sorry, I just, buddy. I, I just I, don't. Just don't like those if, guys. If you are, I'm sorry. I I just I can't respect what's going on there right now. I just you every every word that gets said about you and how much it matters feels a little Butch Jones to me. Yeah. And then your quarterback getting outperformed by Kentucky's backup. Yeah. That's just I, I've got nothing for Spencer Rattler. Five touchdowns, eight picks. That's god awful. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I saw coming, and mm-hmm. what everybody that that knows this guy saw coming. So just please give me reasons to respect him. And, and maybe I will. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Keeping it in the state of South Carolina, DJ Uyigalalele proves again that he is better than last year. 220 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. I'm not going to speak too much to this just because I didn't see any of it other than when I did see it, Boston College uniforms are hideous. <laughs> My yeah. heavens, I can vomit and make it look better than, than what I just saw. <laughs> Uh, I want to recap, or not even recap, but just hint something on here. I don't know if you saw this. North Carolina went into Miami and and got a win on what has to be the funniest thing I have ever seen because the Miami sideline went bonkers. Miami goes to onside kick, and <laughs> Al Blades, famous Al Blades Jr., is running down the sideline out of bounds and knocks the ball back in and Miami recovers and the Miami sideline goes crazy. And North Carolina's looking at him like, bro, we all saw that he was out of bounds. Like, <laughs> no, not, not how this game is played. And you can hear a, a faint chant from, from, from the, the, the heavenly angel chorus going, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I am, oh my I am begging in, in the recliner of my living room for ESPN pan the crowd I want to see the crowd and so they do and they they pan this one little section and you go oh Miami's got some fans there and then they pan the rest of it and it's just that little student say oh, oh. I don't even know student, and it's just not there <laughs> it's just not there all, 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 you know what? Let's see if I can find the a total attendance for this thing. If it was on here, 64,000, man, that feels like a stretch. I think that's what the place holds. If I'm honest, I think that's what the no, stadium holds. No, that's not possible. No, 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 that's no, 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 that's not possible. That's not okay. possible because there were so many empty seats when that thing panned, unless Miami fans were just like, bump this, we're out of here. <laughs> I, I'm going to go get drunk and, you know, like roll tide. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah. so uh good for north carolina miami is slowly becoming a joke yeah georgia tech gets a win over duke they're now three and three hey they're gonna host virginia they got a chance to win that oh they're yeah gonna, they're gonna travel to florida state i don't like them there they gotta they gotta they go to virginia tech they, they got a chance to Super win that winnable. Mm-hmm. they got a chance to beat miami i think Sure enough, they do. Yeah, they they will play North Carolina. Who knows? They, and they're just not going to beat Georgia. No. Uh, so props to those guys. Uh, Ole Miss, just very quickly, the most quiet top ten presence I think I've ever seen. Ever in the history of the sport, if I could get back to the SEC, there it is. Uh, good riddance, um, ESPN. 
Yeah, dude, the quietest six and oh, that's half a season, half a regular season worth of undefeated football. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it. Talk about a team doing it different ways. We talked about Tennessee in that regard. Well, yesterday it was Jackson Dart going off for 448. It was not Zach Evans and Quinshawn Judkins and the running game or necessarily the defense because they gave up 28 to Vanderbilt, which is frankly terrible. Mm-hmm. And, and their defense has improved. But different ways to win, playing pretty good football. Um, Going to get really interesting. As we all know, for the SEC West, they got Auburn, probably penciled them in for 7-0, if not right at a pin, mm-hmm. and then LSU and A&M before the Alabama game. So it's going to get really interesting down the stretch. They have a chance to be that second-best team in the West. Oh, I mean, as of right now. They are. I mean, they are, yeah. Yeah. And ever so quietly because their head coach – which is weird because their head coach is Lane Kiffin. Yeah, right. So, weird, 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 weird. Very. But, but that first half was a struggle for them against Vanderbilt. Sure was. Still can't figure out what's going on with Vanderbilt and Mike Wright. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know what's happening there. Yeah, I both don't know and don't care enough about Vanderbilt to look into it. Sorry, guys. I mean, I hear you. But what's crazy is I did see him on the field yesterday. He yeah, was on no, the field, it is very weird. But he does not have a stat registered, so I don't, I don't know what's up there. Very weird. Uh, Washington wet the bed, dropped an egg against Arizona State. But getting to this one, this is what I want to hang out here before we, before we drop off. Mel Tucker. Whoa. You just, I mean, how, how much longer? I mean, I, listen, you had a great year last year. But you just got thumped again by Ohio State. This is year three. I think 2020 was your first year. 20, yeah. That, that sounds correct. So, um, dude, uh, they don't have that Texas a and money to pay off that buyout. It's not as big. But, boy, that has to be the dumbest contract, the best agent work I've ever seen, the dumbest contract I've ever seen agreed to for a school. Mm-hmm. Um I, dude, I don't know what the answer is there. Load up in the transfer portal, say your prayers, but doesn't look good. I'd hate to be them. CJ Stroud was 21 for 26. Did you see this? Six, yeah. six touchdowns, one pick. And that did go for a pick six. I was informed by my good buddy that that's a Michigan fan um, because of his interest in those teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so seven of Michigan State's points came off pick six. They're seven of their 20 points. That's absolutely atrocious. That's not good, but those are Heisman numbers from C.J. Stroud. Yeah, he's going to be tough to beat for the for the Heisman. As bad as I want it to be Hendon Hooker right now, I want it to, it, it's going to be tough to beat for Stroud. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, let's let's close this out by glancing at the top twenty-five. Any any movement there that you disagree with or agree with, or just any comments there? No, nothing, nothing crazy for me. I'm I'm pretty good with what I've seen. Uh, like I mentioned, I'm I'm glad that Kansas remained ranked. Um, you know, I think you can make a case that that uh, you can make a lot of arguments in that top ten and stuff, but mm-hmm. a lot of movement, which I respect because I like to see you know reason reasonable responses there. But no, nothing crazy. Yeah, all that matters is the balls are number six. Love you guys. This is Pandemonium Rain. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for letting us tickle those ears. That's a heart sign from Mikey Dove over there. Make sure you're subscribing and sharing. Do us a favor. Hit this like button and tell somebody about pandemonium rains. We love you guys. God bless and go balls. Y'all later. Pandemonium rains.